Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wyo Lee, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where I get to interview sexy beings of all types and stripes, including lovely lovers who love it so much, they do it for work. This week's guest is a fucking fantastic example of someone who starved her kinky side for decades, but she is now a legal full-service sex worker at a brothel in Nevada. Nevada. I grew up in California, and while we are not allowed to broadcast her numbers, hearing the tributes that are standard there and then hearing about offerings that are possible, well, let us just say that they have me very seriously reconsidering all my life's choices. <laughs> so I would love to hear your thoughts after listening to this one, as long as they are not sexy things about me or our guest, although this is the first episode where you are specifically invited to go find our guest in person should you choose to go on a Las Vegas pilgrimage of pleasure and worship. So our guest today is a 40-year-old Puerto Rican East Coaster, a bi-curious cis female. She is in a relationship of over 10 years and is a submissive who is into getting spanked, hair pullings and pleasing, and she loves to get fucked super intensely, loves porn-style sex that is hard and rough, including my personal favorite, deep-throating, a legal courtesan who works at Sherry's Ranch in Pahrump, Nevada. Welcome, Annalise. Hi. How are you? I am so excited to hear everything. <laughs> so am I. I'm so excited to tell. <laughs> Excellent. First, can you start off by telling our sweet listeners, if you had to rate yourself today on a sexual shameometer with 10 being super full of shame and one being like, I don't shame, what shame? Where do you fall right now? Probably about a two or three. I don't have much shame. Why a two or three? Tell us your why. I don't know. I just love all aspects. I haven't come across something that I am ashamed of. So I'm going to leave it at two to three because I don't know what's there that I might be later on. I love it. <laughs> uh, right now, I have no shame, but I'm sure there's something I might come across. So a very cautious two or three leaving room for possibility. I think that's fucking amazing. <laughs> Can you give us a little overview of what your sex life is like right now and what your favorite parts are? I do have a boyfriend and we fuck intensely for hours and hard, <laughs> like really hard the whole time. He's amazing. And I've recently explored threesomes with another man. Mm-hmm. Haven't had the full two on me at the same time. I've done spit roast and my boyfriend just loves to watch me. He he thinks I'm his Ferrari and he doesn't mind if another guy takes me for a ride. But at the end of the day, I get to go home with him. <laughs> oh, that is so hot. Okay. Do you feel comfortable sharing with us? Because I'm wondering, I'm sure our listeners are wondering, does work count as part of your sex life for you? I came here to explore more. Yes, it does. I want to be able to enjoy women. I haven't done it yet. Mm -hmm. So that's on my list. And I love being a sensual person and being here. I can be that person. <sighs> that is so fucking hot. Okay. Can you tell us before we get into all the details in your form of things, what's your personal definition of sexy? Like what is sexy to you? confidence is a big thing. Someone who knows who they are inside and just can share it all and has no problem with it. Okay. I love confident people and I think it's just insanely sexy. Love that. And then can you tell us, 
Did you ever learn explicitly about consent growing up and or can you give us an example from your personal experience of an explicit yes with a partner that was really hot? I was never taught about consensual sex. Just kind of hear it through the grapevine or hear it with friends or whatever. Parents never got involved. No. And then, hmm, consensual sex with a hot guy. Hmm. I was very young and he was above 18. <laughs> but yes, I do remember a couple times where I fully gave in to that hot guy and I was a little under, underage. Okay, well, we will get details on this. What happens to your shame meter when it's time to talk to maybe a new partner? Because it sounds like you and your partner have a lot of long-term trust built in. But if you have to talk to a new partner about safer sex, how is that for you? I come straight out and tell them it's always condoms. I don't play without. It's out there. You're a single person and you're playing with other single people. So, yeah, safe sex is a must. Fuck yeah. And I have read, I've done some research, and I've read that condoms and barriers are always required at the legal brothels in Nevada. Is that, is there anything to say about that? Like, it sounds like health and safety standards are just mirrored in your personal life. Yeah, it's amazingly safe over here. I walked in, and I didn't even know about oral protection for women. So when I learned about that, I was like, wow. Yeah. And it does work. It works. So yeah, I mean, this it's the safest sex anyone could ever have. It's just amazing. Amazing. Okay. Now take us back to your early years. What's your first memory of sex? When did it enter your consciousness? What do you remember thinking, feeling, and understanding about it? Oh gosh, I probably was around nine or 10 and I found my mom's literatica, her books. And I was just like, oh, what's this? And they were all at work and on my days off of school, I would find them and read them. Okay. And did you ever get a sex talk in your family? No, they were okay. very quiet. Got it. So reading those literatica books, did that lead to any personal pleasure? Or did you ever get a talk in school or anything? Like what was your next kind of unfolding? Uh, with the reading, yes, came personal pleasure. Started playing very early and uh, never stopped. <laughs> Okay. And do you remember the details of like how you started touching yourself and has the way that you touched yourself evolved over the years? I basically explored with my fingers. I would play with myself with my fingers for a little bit. And then, geez, once I lost my virginity at 15, it was a requirement that I needed more sex. So I kind of shied away from that reading and just went to full-blown sex with eyes. <laughs> okay. So did that put an end to your masturbation or was that like in addition to? I really didn't need to masturbate that much when I was a teenager because I was just I was just out there. <laughs> okay. Okay. And before you got all out there, did you get any information in school that was useful or helpful or from friends in any way, shape or form? We definitely had sex ed. I don't remember, honestly, anything about it. It was so long ago. <laughs> and then my friends, I had a couple of friends that were promiscuous like I was, or they were prudes. So it was one of which I was kind of like, I guess I was the group slut. <laughs> really? Okay. How was that for you? Like, was there judgment? Were your prudish friends like, oh, no. That shameometer was high. <laughs> okay. I did a lot of hiding then. Yeah. Now I don't care. If those same friends came to me today, I would tell them basically everything. Mm. I wouldn't have any shame of it. Amazing. 
Did you grow up in more of an urban environment or was it like medium town, small town? Small town in the mountains. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. Oof. So you said you had other slut friends, but you were like the group slut? The other ones weren't as slutty as me. (laughs) So before you had your first partnered experience at 15, were there other like almost or did you just like go straight for it? Like what led up to that experience? A couple of kissing, you know, guys I kissed. At 15, I was ready. I was under the influence of alcohol and I just let it go. Okay. What was the emotional texture of it like for you? Were there any standout details or anything that you remember like thinking and feeling afterward? Like it sounds like you were like, yes, more please. But was there anything else that is pertinent? It was someone that I had known from my workplace. So we saw each other at a club and he got drunk. He got drunk and we just started playing, dancing kissing and then we met at his house and we stayed together for I guess about three or four months okay and did you have to sneak around from your family or were they sort of a don't ask don't tell type vibe they were the don't ask don't tell I used to work at a hotel and I used to stay on grounds when I worked so they never really knew about my secret life Oh my (laughs) gosh, what a great young person cover. Wow. (gasps) Okay, so after this first experience, you were alive. You did it a lot more, I'm guessing, with this person first since they were available. And did you did you learn more things or was it just kind of like the basic teenage stuff? Like what unfolded from there? Tell us your next steps and how did you get to be such (laughs) an even greater slut? (laughs) Oh, it was standard sex. Just strictly blowjobs and just straight sex. Mm. Not many positions. It was doggy or it was me and my back with my legs up. But it was fun. Yeah. And that's basically the kind of sex I had for a while. I didn't really fully get to enjoying my body and asking for what I really wanted until I was probably in my 20s. Okay. I didn't experience an orgasm until I had met my ex-husband. So basically, like full body shaking orgasm wasn't from somebody else until then. Okay. Do you remember how old you were? I think around 21, 22, maybe. Oh, cool. Okay. Wait, so when did you start to get kinky in this timeline? So we have like early vanilla experiences. I held it in for over 20 years. Wow. I did not tell my ex-husband anything. I didn't tell my boyfriend anything for 10 years. So we, I just recently came out with it, like in the last couple of years. What? But you knew? Wait, did you already know or did you just discover your kinky side in the last couple of years? I knew and I hid it for like all those years. So yeah, I wow. felt trapped. Now I'm just like this wild woman that needs to be. A wild woman that needs to get fucked. Okay, so can you tell us, first of all, how did you discover that you were kinky? And then second of all, what was it like to keep it in? I found when I was pregnant that I was extremely horny and my ex-husband would not want to fuck me as often or as the way I wanted to be fucked. So I, I, I used to watch a lot of porn. I discovered that I loved watching lesbian porn. Mm-hmm. I think uh, strap on lesbian porn is fantastic. And then, of course, the penetration. I love anal and the two guys. 
yeah, double penetration, double vaginal penetration, all of that was all extremely exciting to me. But I hid it all these years. So I would just keep it in my head and keep it on my device. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So not sharing this porn with the former husband, just really just keeping it a solo, solo thing. Yes. Did you guys even ever do anal together or was it really just like regular sex? We did do anal, just not very often. I should not have said regular sex. I just want to say that out loud. I understand that. And we're all just practicing. Okay. (laughs) There's no such thing as regular sex. It was good sex. It just wasn't intense sex. It wasn't the, the sex that I was longing for. Okay. Do you remember the first time that you had the sex that you were longing for? Oh, my God. When I met my boyfriend, he is just... I call him super cock, <laughs> super cock man. Um, <laughs> yes, tell us more. He just has an amazing cock. It's seven inches and he has stamina that I don't know where it comes from, honestly. Mm-hmm. He can just last forever. Wow. Okay, so a decade ago, you met this perfect cock. Is that why he's your boyfriend or was that just like a bonus? Like, did you meet him and were like, I need to keep this? Or how, how did it, what were the <laughs> unfoldings there? It was a bonus. Okay, cool. <laughs> a very good bonus. <laughs> yeah. And once you met him and got fucked the way you wanted to get fucked, do you guys talk about sex? Like, what's your kind of like sexual relationship like? What would you say the vibe is in terms of your togetherness? Before I told him that I wanted these threesomes and I wanted to explore with males and females, it was great sex. We didn't talk a lot. We did have anal and we always tried new things, lots of toys. I've got the vibrators. I've got the big dildos. So we were open to using toys and trying to do it in unusual places. But I was always a little timid just in case we would get caught. So. Haven't found a very open spot yet, but it's going to (laughs) happen. Okay. Okay. So I'm hearing you're into public sex. I'm hearing that I do want to hear details of these threesomes, but I still want to get through some more of the like formative unfoldings. So you have had public sex or just like attempts or just like makeouts or just have you ever, what I really want to do, my current fantasies, I really just want to like stick my leg up a pants under a like dinner table situation. Like, have you ever done, what are the like hot things you've done out in the world? I've been played with at dinner with a skirt on, no panties, of course. So, yeah, we've done that at the restaurants in the corner table. And then we've had very open sex and swing clubs. Mm. When did that start? That was last year. I love being an exhibitionist. I love being watched. So it's a huge kink there. That is so hot. Can you tell us like what? led to this opening up for you? Was it like an explosion? Was it COVID related? Like, it sounds like you had deep desire and finally she came out to play. Like, what are the details around that? I started chatting online with guys. They actually opened me up. They started sexting and they started flirting and I liked that attention Mm. and it made me feel good. And that's when I was like, you know what? I started playing with them online. And that's how it all started. Basically, I was doing it behind my boyfriend's back. Mm -hmm. I'm very ashamed of that because my boyfriend is very open-minded. And had I just told him openly about it, it wouldn't have been such a big deal. Well, we don't know until we know. 
Exactly. Yeah. But now I tell him everything. He knows what's going on. He loves it. And he gets off on me cheating on him, quote unquote. (laughs) So he knows that you are working at this ranch. Yes, he does. (laughs) Do you feel comfortable saying the circumstances that led up to you deciding to work there? Sure. We discussed going to an actual brothel because he has this fantasy of the two women. Mm -hmm. And I have no problem with that. So we were looking into brothels. And we noticed that there was an ability to be a brothel girl, a legal for design. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And he said, yeah. And then we looked into it further and I just jumped right in. I said, I'm going to do this. Amazing. So I happen to have done a small amount of research on brothels, like a big, huge nerd. So please forgive me if I sound like a big, huge nerd. But isn't Sherry's like one of the nicest brothels? Like I've heard from others who work there that it is a hard place to get into. Oh, I don't know about that. I applied and I got in right away. They accepted my application. No problems. Okay. And can you tell us what the application was like? Like, was it, did you have to like do anything? I had to send in a couple photos and I had several questions that I had to answer via email. And the only request was I needed a dated photo, me a photo of me showing that it was the date and that it was me. <laughs> and that was it. I They accepted it. Fuck yeah. Okay. So it's like a personality check and uh, just kind of a looks check. Do we? Okay, cool. The girls are all beautiful and it is a luxury place. So it's more upscale and you get pampered here. Guys get pampered here. The ladies are amazing to the men here. Amazing. It's just a phenomenal place. Do you get pampered too? I do sometimes, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Can you describe for our listeners, if you feel comfortable and if you have this desire, what category do you kind of like fill there? Like, are you like, the, I mean, it sounds like you're one of the kinkier ladies, but like, what's your deal just since our listeners are not looking at you right now? I have size 34 triple D tits and they are my best feature. So I love pleasing. So I'm a little submissive whore. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, what's 30? How big? They're like big cantaloupes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so we have a submissive whore with lar- with a chest of large cantaloupes who likes to get fucked hard. Okay. Do you specialize in like titty fucking or how does it, how, what is it like to fuck with such big boobs? I actually have never asked anyone that question. I think it's amazing. I love having them sucked. I love having them played with, squeezed, the nipples pinched. I love all of that. And titty fucking, guys love it. And... I love that I can offer it and suck their cock as they're getting their titty fuck too. So yeah. Amazing. Do people just come in and like stare straight at your nipple? Like what, what is that like? Like, or is it like that in the real world too? Or do you feel like, sorry, I assumed that the real world is different from your work at the ranch, but I don't, what is it like for you? Let me just hear you speak about your experience. Also include your boobs as much as possible, if you will. <laughs> okay. So out in the real world, I don't dress very sexual, but in my nightlife and my swing life, yes, I'll go to the clubs and I will go brawless, no problem. And that is what they look like. Look at most of the night are my tits. Okay. 
They are very perky and they are very firm for being over 40. You know, it's just, you know, amazing. they're awesome tits. <laughs> okay. You also mentioned threesomes and sex clubs. So it sounds like your recreational sex is as alive as your professional sex. Would you say that's about accurate? Yes. Fuck yeah. Okay. What is it like to like meet people at a club or I don't know what what do you want to talk about next I kind of want to hear about threesomes I want to hear about going to the club I also really want to hear more about the brothel like ugh, if you could connect it all by like titties that'd be great I don't know where do you where do you want to take it next tell us details of whatever is exciting <laughs> to you <laughs> well at the sex clubs I have a little bit of a, a look thing where I would prefer to know the guy and to be physically attracted to the guy at the clubs so it's usually my boyfriend and I, and we wind up fucking either on the dance floor or we'll take it to the back room and let people peek in and watch, do that whole voyeur thing. Over here, it's pretty much the same thing. I would love to do the voyeur room and have people walk by and watch or... Wait, slow down. <laughs> Tell us about this voyeur room. It sounds like there's a place for watching. Also, wait, can I insert a nerdy thing? I just read this book called Tell Me What You Want. And this book instructed me that voyeurism is inherently non-consensual. And so I've looked it up and apparently there are modern meetings now. And like everybody, like I've identified myself as a voyeur because I love watching. And so, okay, so we have a voyeur room, but now this phrase is used consensually and not just the legal taboo meaning of like, I'm a creepy peeping Tom who's aggressively like, you know, being unconsensual. But okay, so it sounds like the voyeur room is a nice thing. What is it? <laughs> oh, it's our sex tape room here. And we can watch ourselves on four screens. We can watch ourselves having sex and they have a window that we can either keep lines down or we can pull them up and people can watch. Like just anyone? <laughs> I'd, I'd be open to it. Oh, hot. Okay. Okay. So there's themes of watching. So, okay. Do you think it would feel, it sounds like it's on your bucket list and you haven't done it yet. Do you think it would feel the same getting watched at work, getting fucked in this voyeur room versus like, have you been watched at a club? Like specifically, you said that you're into exhibitionism. So it sounds like you have some experience. Yeah. We fucked in a swing club right in front of the DJ booth on a couch <sighs> with lots of people watching. Amazing. And the DJ was making his announcements. There's some really sexy fucking going on. <laughs> Amazing. Wait, what was it doing? So not not the subtle kind where you're just like pulling up your skirt. It sounds like it was a little more obvious. Can you paint the picture for us, please? Oh, absolutely. So my dress was raised above my ass. No panties on. I was standing straddling my boyfriend in front of him with my ass sticking out. And I was sucking his cock after that. I hopped right on it and just kept fucking him for, I don't know, it was probably about 40 minutes, 45 minutes of just straight fucking. <laughs> wow. Okay. And it sounds like you have a dom-sub kind of dynamic. Is it very formal or is it sort of like, do you call each other specific names and then does that come into the club with you? Uh, we don't have a formal dom-sub. We just go with the flow and it does go into the club with us. That's so hot. Do you feel comfy telling us what was it like when you were finally like, hey, babe, I'm super fucking kinky. Like, I love how hard you fuck me. Can there be more? Like, how did that conversation actually go? What was it like? Well, when I broke the news that I was playing with other people online, I told him why I was doing it and what 
I've been holding in for 20 years. And I told him, basically, I want to experience sex with other people. And I want to be able to fulfill these passions and fantasies that I've held in. I want to be double penetrated and double vaginal penetrated. And I want to play with women. I want to have threesomes, foursomes, and moresomes. What did he say? He was a little taken back. Okay. And he thought about it. And after he thought about it, he was fine with it. He was on board for it. Wow. And so it sounds like there has been this transformation because he sounds extremely supportive now. Yes. Yes, he is definitely supportive. He loves my sex life. He loves that I get to go home to him. What is the sex that you have like when you come back from the brothel? Well, I haven't had, and I'm hoping that I will have, that same intense sex here. I'm new to here, so so far I've gone home extremely horny, especially after playing with so many guys. But unfortunately, the time isn't enough. I want lengthy sessions. Mm, So I want those long sex times, and I miss it. So when I go home, I definitely go on him. (laughs) I I basically need need it. Fuck yeah. Does he enjoy hearing details of people you see at the brothel? It sounds like he's into it, but how, what level of detail is he really into? I tell him everything, you know, I'm very open with him and he loves it. He loves hearing all about it. That's so cool. Okay. You've told us a bit about your incredible titties. What's the rest of your body like? Like, what does she feel like? What feels good? What does she love? What would you like to have done to her? I think I consider myself decently flexible. So I like to be put into many different positions. And, well, I'm open to every position. Definitely. <laughs> yes! I want my limits pushed. I don't know any any limits yet. So I'm looking for guys that want to find my boundaries. Okay. okay. So when people Um, say that to me in the real world, I'm like, okay, great, great. I've been really wanting to practice my anal fisting. Is that something that you like would theoretically be like, okay, let's talk about it? Or like, does blood freak you out? Obviously, there's some things you couldn't do at work or wouldn't do at work because my understanding is that there's no fluid exchange in these professional settings. Is that right? That's correct. We're not allowed to perform anal either. So Wait, what? You can't have anal at all? Well, it's not officially offered, but it is something that I would be open to. (laughs) For the right person. I want to hear more details about your body, but I also just want to sidetrack there for a second and just like, how is it for you with like clients and stuff? Are you like pretty chill? Are you a person who will take anyone or do you have to feel a connection with a person? I like to feel a connection. It okay. gives me that closeness that I like to be. I like to give the girlfriend experience to basically everybody. I want those people to feel like I want to be with them. So I always offer a girlfriend experience. It's just in me to give it. Yeah. Okay. So back to your body. So, okay. So anal's on the table. You've been doing that. Do you have asgasms? Like anything special to say about anal or any like tips or insights i'm i'm also quite an anal whore but i'm just always curious to hear what other people's experiences are like (laughs) i love it i am actually fairly new to 
enjoying anal. Like when I had it with my ex-husband, it wasn't thrilling. And when we tried it with my boyfriend in the past, it wasn't, you know, anything crazy. I just started enjoying it and incorporated toys with it. So now I thoroughly enjoy that feeling. Mm. So, yeah. What kind of toys? Are you like a butt plugs person or is it like if you're getting distracted with vibrations, it's good for you? Like, how do you like to add toys into your butt play? So (laughs) I like to prepare for butt play. So I do wear a plug all day long and I've been trying to do anal training with different size plugs. And I also love to use a vibrator or... I will use a dildo while he's in my ass. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I will DP myself. Yes. I love it. Oh my God. I have not had, (laughs) I have not had anal with a live cock since October and I am craving it. (laughs) Deeply craving it. (laughs) Wait, you said you have DP fantasies and you've done this version. Have you had DP with live cocks yet? Not yet. Definitely. It's on my list. (laughs) And are you more into, I'm not more, it's not a competition, but anal wise, for me, sometimes, some days I'm like, "Mm, yeah, the beginning, just head in out. And then some days I'm like, fuck me deep, go deep. And then that's usually when I start to like fuck the person with my ass. Does it change for you? Do you have favorite parts? No, I think I'm just a fuck me deep person (laughs) in every hole. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Let's talk about all the holes. So throat too. Yes. Tell us about deep throating. When did you discover it? How did you discover it? Do you have favorite deep throating positions? You know, sorry, deep throating my boyfriend. He's over seven plus. And then the guys that I've played with so far, the largest I've had was eight and a half, close to nine. And I was able to deep throat him. I love being gagged with it. With vomit or without? Like I've definitely thrown up in my mouth and swallowed it a couple of times. Well, deep throating. <laughs> Does that ever happen to you? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there really was only one time where I had to be like, hold on, I got to go. I'm just going to go brush my teeth. I'll be right back. <laughs> but though, I think that was also the first time. And then I was like, oh, I know how to like stop this from coming all the way up. So that happened once before. But yeah, I'm good now. I love, you know, deep throating and looking up at the guy and letting him see my eyes water and just letting him guide me and take my head and just guide me on it. Love it. Amazing. Do you do the like lay with your head off the bed thing or are you more like a controlling it from above type? I haven't actually done the one laying off the bed. Oh, yeah, you I should try it. When you're talking to people about what you offer at work, are you like, oh, and I'm a deep throater or is it do you just like let them discover that or is that and how does that work there? I haven't told anyone yet. I'm still kind of new. So I'm trying to find my vibe, how to sell myself, you know, and get the guys interested. I mean, my tits alone usually sell myself pretty well. Fuck yeah. What would your ideal, what do we call them? Client, lover, customer? What would your ideal person be like? If you have one, I know that there's probably like lots of good things. And I too am a person that is like, "Mm, I love everyone. But if you had to like paint a picture of like the type of people that like walk in to fuck you at work. I welcome huge cocks. (laughs) Anyone who's had complaints about it being too big, come on over and and try me out. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Have you ever been stabbed so much you couldn't breathe? Oh my God. I love it. That is so cool. I love feeling it inside my stomach, in my guts. <laughs> wow. This might be an impossible question. I seem to like to ask impossible questions, but can you put words to those feelings like 
what does it feel like in your body? Like, what's the intensity that you're seeking? Or like, like sometimes I have these like magical visualizations of things I can't quite describe. And that's when I'm like, orgasmic, transcendent, the universe. I'm one with everything. And that's like why I'm so obsessed with sex. Can you put into words any of your experience, especially with the hardness of the fuckings is what I'm trying to ask? I don't know. I do know that when it's really intense and hard, that's when I can squirt. I recently learned to squirt. That's why I want that connection with someone because it makes me feel more comfortable to be able to do that with them. Yes. Do you also experience like I have to sort of like decide to let go to squirt? Is that true for you too? Yes, definitely. Wow. Have you squirted at work yet? Like, do they have? What do you do with the bed? I I did. I I, I managed to find a couple guys that were able to get me to squirt. Wow. Do they have special sheets there or anything? They don't have special sheets, but there is one room that has special sheets called the new room, and they're very slippery sheets. So it seems like the perfect place to have a big mess. Amazing. I have talked to people who did like a blow up pool, I think in like a living room situation, but special sheets in a special room for new room sounds amazing. Have you done new room yet? I haven't. It's on my to-do list. Great. Okay. Fuck yeah. What else do we need to know about your body or your turn-ons that we haven't covered yet? Do you like kisses? I love kissing. Kissing actually intensifies my orgasm. So if the guy is a good kisser and we're having a really good time together, then I come very easily. So I've researched and heard and read that fluid exchange isn't allowed. Does that include kissing at the brothels if it's something you really like? Or like, do you kiss at clubs? Do you only kiss your boyfriend? Like, how do you decide who to kiss? When it comes to the brothel, it's not something that we actually officially offer. Some girls do it. Some girls don't. I offer it in the girlfriend experience for my premium guests that want that ultimate experience. I will always give my all. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> okay. Okay. I love that. What else? Is there anything else about your body or like toys that you love or any other just like sexy specifics like nipples? Can you come from nipples? Can you come from any funny places? And like, what is your orgasm like now? I'm just full of questions and I'll just keep going. But anything that you want to share? (laughs) (laughs) I haven't come from nipple play. Me neither. I do get aroused. I do get wet. I love when my neck gets kissed. I love that feeling of the breath on my neck. That will make me very wet, too. Yeah. What about, like, licky tongues or anything? And do you kiss on people, even if it's not mouths at the brothel? Well, <laughs> like, do you kiss other places? For my premium guys, I, I will. It depends, you know. I like to have that connection. And I feel like doing that definitely brings each other closer. Mm. And we get to have a little bit more fun. That is so hot. Do you let people go down on you there? I have. We use this protection called dental dams that I've never heard of. So dental dams are the square ones for anyone that doesn't know. It's a protective barrier because I know a lot of us didn't get taught about them. Do you just hold it there or do you make them hold it there? I held it in place and I tried to hold it in place. It's not very easy, but uh, I only did it once and it was an interesting experience. (laughs) Cool. Have you heard of laurels? I interviewed a woman who created these in case I'm the first one to tell you, they're a natural rubber latex panty. So it doesn't work for someone who 
has a latex allergy and they're a little bit pricier, but maybe for premium people, you just pull them on and it's at mylaurels.com. Like if you go, it's like orals, but I know I'm like the biggest salesperson, but I just have a friendship, not a professional relationship with them, (laughs) but I just fucking love them. So maybe you will too. I will have to look into that. Definitely. (laughs) Okay. So do you also like getting your butthole licked? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Love the ass being played with. What about, do you lick other people's assholes? Maybe not at work? I have. I've licked my ex-husband's. That's a very intimate thing for me. Cool. That's amazing. Okay, so tell us a little bit about your threesome experiences, if you will. Well, the very first one that I had was a, a great one. We met up at a restaurant a couple times beforehand just to get a good vibe between us. And that way, when it came to actually meeting up at a hotel room, we would all be comfortable with each other. Mm. Basically, the guy got to fuck me first while my boyfriend watched. They both started playing with me on the bed at first, playing with my tits and started playing with my pussy a little. And then I turned around and I played with the guy. I started playing with his cock and rubbing it and sucking it. And my boyfriend just sat. We were on the bed and I... Hopped right on. I straddled him and fucked him cowgirl for a while. And then we were kissing and fucking for a good time. And then we just kept changing positions. Ended up in doggy, I guess, at the end, towards the end. Where he did actually fuck me in the ass, too. While I sucked my boyfriend at the same time. So it was a very great time. That's amazing. What was it like? Okay, so I haven't been spit roasted or whatever all three holes filled is called. I want both of those things so badly. What did it feel like to have somebody in each side of you? Oh, it was amazing. It was definitely, I felt like the sexiest woman. It was just a great experience. I recommend it to anyone who's curious. (laughs) Is it possible to deep throat and get fucked at the same time? Or do you feel like you have to control more? Like, I sort of have this fantasy of just like, really, is that what spit roast is? Does it include deep throat? Can it? Or do you think you would die? (laughs) Would I I literally stop? Uh, No, I I was able to deep throat. Oh, you were? Okay. Yeah. I I don't know why I think it would be. I don't know. I'm just like, physical logistics are very difficult for me because I don't like know where my human body is in space half the time, especially when sex starts happening, which is why it's really helpful for me to like just be a submissive. How is it for you as a submissive at work? I imagine that you are holding space for people and kind of like ushering them through an experience or are you working as a submissive? No. I have. Oh. (gasps) But I haven't met a lot of guys that take that control that I love. Okay. Basically, I've met a lot of guys that need me to, you know, find what they're looking for. They're looking for that extra attention that they wouldn't normally get. And I love being able to provide that for them. I love being able to, you know, make them feel desired and, and just have an amazing time with them. I get that. I'm I'm a very service-oriented submissive. I come from a military family also. So like just familially like trained to serve people, but also like sexually. I think the only way I could ever like lead an experience is if I was serve leading it. What other sexy things have you done in your lifetime that you have like loved? Another guy that I met up with, with my boyfriend, we didn't do our traditional meet up a couple times at the restaurant or bar a couple of, no, it was, we were talking back and forth for a few weeks 
And I just wanted him so badly that we had my boyfriend drive us around while I fucked him in the back seat. What? Ah. <laughs> oh. How big was the car? Where were you? How fast were you going? What kind of positions did you do? Was it safe? You weren't wearing a seatbelt, were you? No. Uh, it was an SUV, so it was a little bit roomy. And then it was cowgirl the whole time, besides the blowjobs. Oh, my gosh. And he was close to nine inches, so it was a good feeling. It was, it was a nice ride, I should say. Wow. Can you come from cowgirl? Do you touch yourself separately? Oh, Do you come yeah. from internal? Yeah. Tell us about your orgasm and how you like to come and the different ways you can. Oh, come. that's cowgirls is probably one of my favorites because I love to look into the guy's eyes and I pay attention to how he's feeling. And when we're looking at each other intensely, I can just come so hard. I've squirted on top of cocks many times. Ah, amazing. I love that that just like gets your spot too. When you squirt, does it make you come or is squirt just like a parallel or does it sometimes overlap? Sometimes it overlaps. Yeah. I usually do it at the same time. Amazing. <laughs> this is a silly question. Would you say that you feel extra like a cowgirl when you're in Nevada? Nevada? Oh, do you absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> just brings out the Wild West in you. Do you still live on the East Coast now? So you travel to go to work? I do. Yeah, so I've been coming out for two weeks at a time. Amazing. And what is it like there? Just, I mean, not to get too off track, keep it sexy, but like, is it cool? You stay there the whole time. Are you just like turned on the whole time? Absolutely. I love to see the ladies hook up with other guys. I hope you mean that literally, like you're able to literally watch. <laughs> I wish I was. I'm hoping to do a party with another girl. And Okay, so that's a possibility there? Absolutely. I'm very open to that. And another guy can come too, and we can have a foursome. <gasps> okay, so how does that work? Does the guy just like pick two ladies, or do the ladies like pick him together, or do you like would you do one with just anyone, or does it just kind of depend on the whole everything? I haven't met all the women yet. There are several women here that I would openly do it, no problem. I would let the guy choose first to see if he chooses one of the girls that I'm comfortable with. But I would be open to any girl. All the women are beautiful here. So I have no issues. Cool. <laughs> if he was like, now you have to pick someone, would you feel awkward or would you just like pick someone? Wow. Do you plan that ahead of time? That's a good question. I guess I would have to see who's here. Okay. Because <laughs> the girls change. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes sense. Okay. So we have cowgirl things, multi-girl things, and back of car things. What else have you done that you've loved and or are looking forward to in your sexual future? I haven't had outdoor play, like outside, mm. outside, open, outside. And I am dying. That's on my fantasy list. I have got to fulfill that fantasy. Yeah. Are you more of like a mountaintop chick, a desert chick, uh, looking at the ocean or just maybe all of them? Man, yeah. I want to add all those to my bucket list now. I was just about to say, they all sound good. <laughs> and give me a cactus for some pain. <laughs> The only thing about the desert that scares me are the, the creatures that roam around in the desert. Oh. The, the scorpions would be a, a little bit of a scary thing. That's the type of pain I'm not interested in. Are you into pain, by the way, as a submissive? I am. I love a little pain. I don't do the bruising or the blood thing, though. But give me a little pain. Be aggressive with me because I love it. Do you like more pain with like slaps and hands or do you like implements and toys? I love them both. More hands and fingers, though. And I've been fisted, so I do love that feeling, too. Oh, you have? I have. Well, by a man hand. 
By a man hand. In your pussy? Yeah. I have. What was it like? Oh, it was amazing. Did you have to like work up to it? Like, was it like after a lot of fucking? Was it with your current partner? Yes, my boyfriend. Initially, it was him just using, I don't know, three or four fingers. And then I was on top of him, basically. I was practically over his face. And I said, I want you to slide your whole hand inside me. And he just worked it in. We used some lube at the time to just give it a little bit of extra slipperiness. And, oh, my God, the feeling was just, fuck. It was just amazing. That is absolutely on my... Okay, so once he was in, did he, like, fuck you with it? Or was it just, like, that's enough, the being in? Because, like, what? That oh, must- no. He he did the whole fist, yes, and fucked me with it. It was just great. What makes you feel desired and or appreciated sexually? I love the compliments. I never used to like compliments growing up. I always used to be very shy and I wouldn't believe what anybody had ever said as far as a compliment. I never thought I was good enough when I was growing up. I never thought I was pretty enough or anything like that. And now I am comfortable in my body and in my appearance. And now I love the compliments and I accept them. And it's a turn on for when a guy likes what I look like and doesn't care about my slight flaws. You don't have flaws? Can I give you a compliment? (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Listeners, she's a fucking babe. I can't even see her boobs, just so you know. Okay. (laughs) Very beautiful video head. Okay. And beautiful smile. What about turn-ons or turn-offs we haven't heard about yet? I have to say, when it comes to teeth and hygiene, that's probably the one thing that is a must. Good hygiene goes a long way. (laughs) Maybe I should do a shower, like, how to wash yourself tutorial. Is that a good idea? (laughs) Hey, everyone. Soap. And here's when to use it. Maybe that's the part people are missing. I don't know. There's some stuff that sometimes I have to get explicitly told that I'm like, maybe people just don't know. <laughs> any other turn-ons besides like horniness and just like general desire? Like any specific things? I love the sense of a man. He doesn't have to wear cologne at all. I love veiny arms. Oh, my God. Oh, that's yeah. probably my... Uh, a guy with veiny arms? That's my weakness right there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> It really is the most bizarre thing, but yes, give me fucking veiny forearms and I'm melting. That's incredible. Damn, we have a lineup. Thank you. <laughs> so, can you tell us about lineups? <laughs> sure. As you just heard, there is a lineup. Apparently, a gentleman wants to see all of the ladies available. Do you need to go? No, I don't. I'm not working today. Okay, I okay. haven't cleared from my doctor or I still have to get my sheriff's card because we are licensed through the state. So I got to pick up my sheriff's card tomorrow. Okay. So you get there a day early before you're like working. Yes. Okay. Uh, cool. The lineup basically is all of the ladies available. We'll line up on both sides of the room. The gentleman sits on the couch and has his view of all the women. It's a nice experience for a guy. So he just gets to pick? Yeah. And you just get to stand next to all the ladies? <laughs> yes. <laughs> for me, that's like, ooh, a hot fantasy. How is it for you actually working it? Does it feel weird or is it cool for you? It's cool for me. I think it's one of those fantasies that a guy would love to have just to be able to 
have his pick of all these women. Okay. Yeah, I think it's hot. So is that how people, like, they just go and you guys all line up and they just pick you? Like, how does it kind of work? There's other options. They can have the lineup or they can look online and see if there's someone that they want to meet with. Or they could just show up at the bar and ask to see whoever they want. It's really up to the guy. There's a lot of options. Wow. So it's just like you just like go to a bar and get laid. But it's like you have many ladies to choose from. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically. (laughs) So what's your life like when you like do you like wake up and like is it like nightlife all the time or is it like daytime casual or like do you have a dress code or do you have to wear clothes? We have to keep our main parts covered. Wait, what are the main parts? Not just the titties and, you know, the vagina. Oh, okay. So literally just, okay. <laughs> it's covered. I've seen ladies in bras and panties, you know, nice. a nice little G-string walking around. Very sexy. We do 12-hour shifts. So basically during our downtime, we can do whatever we want. We can go to the pool, relax. There's a gym here that we can exercise in. Nice. We're not allowed to leave the premises once we are cleared. So we're here and we get to just enjoy everything that's on grounds. Okay. Basically, I like to just hang out with the ladies and get more comfortable with them. That way, uh, you know, a possible threesome will happen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, an inevitable threesome, if you will it, I'm sure. So do you just like say yes to anyone that picks you or how does it? We are independent contractors, so we can pick and choose basically. Oh, great. I like to make sure that there is a little bit of a connection, like I said. So if I'm not feeling it, try to offer somebody that would be able to accommodate. I'm not somebody that will be a dominant, but we do have ladies that are dominant. Amazing. And it's a great experience. I want the man to walk away with the best experience possible. Amazing. So if I can't offer that to them, then I definitely want him to find someone here that will give it to him. Okay. Okay. And you said earlier, too, that like sometimes there's couples and ladies. Is that common or is it kind of like, are there ladies? Would you like to see more ladies there? (laughs) I do. I do. I've seen a couple ladies come in on their own. I haven't been with any of them yet. But I know that there were a couple ladies that came in looking for ladies. And then I have met with a couple of couples that are looking for that extra lady. I even had a tour with women that wanted males. And I was like, oh, that would be awesome. (laughs) But we don't have it. (laughs) Well, I read about a brothel that was, I believe it was Heidi Fleiss who tried to start this brothel that was like male only. And it was just like women. And I'm like, I want to make a queer brothel that like, I noticed that in all of the research that I did for all the brothels, they seem to be very like, mainstream sex like not even kinky very much and and also very straight yes like all of them you know the way that it's marketed it's very much like this is taboo sex and i'm like could we have a queer brothel like could we have it Uh, so that's my life mission yeah i think i think that i think you have something there i think you definitely (laughs) need (laughs) shortly before my 30th birthday i was like when I turn 50, I'd like to be a madam and have a brothel. And I sort of said it as a joke, but now I'm doing the research to see what is possible. And I think I could integrate it with all the creativity. And I don't know, we could have a painting station and a drawing station and a fucking station and, you know, express all of our creative parts. I would love to be there, too. <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing. Okay, so anything else we need to hear about your sex life that we haven't covered that feels like it needs to burst from your chest to share before I ask you the wrap-up questions? 
Besides the obvious, I want to be DP'd and DVP'd. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I haven't had a bungalow yet. I'm dying to play in the bungalows. What's a bungalow? Oh, yes. The bungalows are, we have five bungalows and they're each differently themed. And they seem like the coolest places. They're basically a house where you could have sex anywhere. There's a small kitchen. There's a jacuzzi. There's <gasps> a couch. It's, it's so much fun. That would be so much fun fun there's a kitchen table so sex on the kitchen table sounds great can people do overnights there they can yes absolutely amazing there's also this amazing place called cherry's planet and it's five thousand square feet has all these different themed rooms when you walk in there's a receptionist desk and she's got her little computer and in her chair underneath the desk there is a cam and in the other room you could be the naughty boss and watch the cam, watch her spread her legs <laughs> and reprimand her for not doing her job, right? Amazing. <laughs> There's also two locker rooms, one with a steam shower, which sounds very freaking hot, and then the actual locker. So we have cheerleading outfits there so we could dress up in them. I have my own schoolgirl outfit that I love, which brings us to the classroom that we have there. It could be the teacher's pet. <laughs> oh, my God. There's a massage table and there's living room for the ultimate girlfriend experience. So it has recliners in there, which is awesome. And then the hot tub and sauna experience, too, which I still haven't had sex in either of those. So I definitely want to experience that. Oh, my God. Sauna sex sounds amazing. Hot tub, I feel like, is a good warm up or cool down. Personally, I've never had much success in hot tubs. Also, trying to hit on people in hot tubs has historically been tough. But (laughs) okay, so going forward, what are your hopes for your sexual self? I want to keep experiencing new experiences. Like I said, I have a long bucket list and I want to just check every single thing off before I go. And I'm not waiting until I'm 80 to do it. (laughs) Amazing. Okay. Do you have a literal bucket list? Because I'm trying to make one right now and I literally don't know how to organize it. Or is it just in your head and you're like open to experience? It's in my head. Great. Yeah. Okay. I don't have it literal. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'm working out. Okay. Okay. I should because there's a lot that I will forget. But yeah, no, I don't. It's all in my head still. Amazing. When somebody mentions it, yeah, yes, that's something that I wanted to do. That is basically what this podcast is. It's me being like, I'll add it to my bucket list. And now I'm working with my dear friend to try to actually make it a list. So coming soon. Okay. Lastly, If you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sex advice, what age or ages would you pick and what would you say? Once I was 18, I'd probably go with 18. And I would definitely say, go for what you want. Don't try to hide anything that you want to experience. I should have done this years ago and just fully embraced my horniness and my sexual desires. And I didn't. And I think back and I'm like, I could have had so much more fun then. And that's the one thing I do regret is is not being open early enough. Yeah. Where can people find you? Okay, so obviously they can find you when you're working at Sherry's Ranch, but can they find you on the internet? Does it say when your dates are anywhere? Yes, I have a Twitter. It's uh, Insatiable Cox with C O X. So it's at I N S A T I A B L E C O X. Yes. Cool. Yeah, that's it. 
Annalise Cox is my full name, and it's a funny story there. Basically, it was supposed to be Annalise Cox. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it too much. Oh my God. Okay. But you opted for the subtle spelling? Yes. <laughs> so I am on Twitter and I'm in the process of setting up an OnlyFans. Fuck yeah. I, I, I will post it on my Twitter account when it's all set up. Fucking amazing. Oh my God. Annalise, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Thank you. This was a phenomenal show. I wish you the best. Thank I you. love it. I love it. Do you have a sex question for me? Are you planning on uh, exploring your sexuality out here? Are you going to come and join us one day? 